0: Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Alongside former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Frario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and and Celebrity Line. Big, big fight this week in Khabib versus Gaethje. You can check it out, and we are happy to be have Chael Sonnen. You can hear him on this podcast. You're welcome with Chael Sonnen, available two times per week, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Chael, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today?
1: What's happening? But I'm on a high. I get fired up on fight week. It was the weigh-ins already happened with a little controversy. I'm excited for the championship match.
2: Yeah, Chael, that's where I wanted to go right away, is the weigh-in here. I noticed in watching it that – that Khabib really, str- it looked like he really struggled to make weight. Now, what kind of an impact can that have on him with this quick turnaround?
1: Well, I think very little. I mean, it's a 24 hour weigh in. To put that in wrestling terms for you, which is in our high schools and colleges, they do a one hour weigh in, which simply means you weigh in and one hour later you're on the mat competing. In 24 hours, it won't have any impact, but I did think there was some good drama there. Nobody's ever beat Khabib in the cage, but he has lost. To the scale before and in all fairness they didn't call it right today he did not make weight by the official standard but they gave it to him
2: wow okay so then will this this is going to officially be a title fight then this will be a title fight i mean whatever whatever the uh commission official declares to be true
1: officially is true in this case could did not make weight but they said he did
2: Okay, okay, interesting. Well, now, based on that drama, there's also, I guess we'll call it drama, but this is the first fight for Khabib without his dad there, and his dad being his coach and being in his corner. And we know how much his dad meant to him. How hard do you think that could be for Khabib?
1: You know, I think it's very real, right? I mean, it's kind of a Rocky S moment or even a Mike Tyson custom model thing. It's very real. His father wasn't only his coach, he was his best friend, he was his mentor. Uh, I think they had a very special relationship, and I do think that it's going to have an effect. Some say, well, motivate could be, but he's for nostalgia reasons going to want to do even better. You can't really control those things. You know, how disciplined was he in training? Was he able to get all of the work in? It's speculative uh, by us, but it is a fair point of the story, and I think it's going to have an effect.
0: Chael I wanted to ask you about the timing of the fight because I'm typically used to sitting back and having a couple of drinks and texting with my buddy Jamie at like 11 o'clock 1130 whenever these fights are taking place for the actual title fights tomorrow it's supposed to start at one o'clock it's like an afternoon matinee type of a a match Uh, what went into this what do you think was the decision that went into why they're going to do an afternoon card tomorrow.
1: Well, and good of you to mention that, right? I mean, how many of us are fans that want to see this fight, but we assumed it was coming in the evening. So thank you for, for letting people know. Yes, it's 1 o'clock Eastern, and you know, I don't know what went into that. There was some kind of a decision. Sometimes when Dana has a fight uh, geographically placed somewhere else, he will accommodate the American market, but he's done plenty of fights from Fight Island. So I'm curious as well. I don't know if there's a football game going on later or if it was just requested by the uh, local ordinance I don't know what happened, but you are right. It's an earlier show than usual.
2: All right, Chale. So these two guys, stylistically, you've got the stand-up fighting of Justin Gaethje. You've got Khabib, who's just a mauler out there, takes people down like it's nobody's business and then just keeps them there. I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself— Gaethje almost has to turn this into a bar fight to where he's goading Khabib to stay on his feet and get involved into some elbows, dirty boxing, you know, things like that where Khabib, I don't know if he, one, I don't know if he can do that with Khabib and we know that Khabib's going to want to take him down. How does Gaethje stay off the mat if that's the case?
1: And when you talk about Khabib's takedowns, if you break the tape down and you back up just a little bit further, Khabib does not take anybody down in what I'll call the open, meaning they're just right there in the center of the octagon. Every takedown starts the same way, which is he pushes you into the fence first. So if Gaethje can keep his back off that fence, exponentially it will up his chances of not being taken down. But you are right. We've seen Khabib... Fight 28 men, we've seen him beat all 28 men, but he beats them all by taking them down and beating them up. We have never seen Justin Gaethje taken down and beaten up. So it's going to be a first for one of them.
0: We're talking with Chael Sonnen here on 101 ESPN. You can hear him on his podcast. You're welcome with Chael Sonnen available two times per week. Joining us here on Ribs and BK. All right, Chael, I want to play some audio for you because last time that we saw Justin Gaethje after the fight against Tony Ferguson, he had an all-time quote in my opinion. I want to play this and ask you about it on the other side.
2: You know, um, I feel bad for him because if that was me, I'd be pissed because I came in here to die. I told my coaches in the back, you're not going to like it, but I'm ready to die tonight. And that's the mentality you have to come in here
0: with. He immediately became one of my fight favorite fighters after <laughs> after hearing that quote. Does Gaethje have the type of mindset that you're going to have to have to be able to beat Khabib?
1: I will tell you this. There is an intangible when you deal with Khabib, which is pressure and pace. He is a guy who has found a way to weaponize pace and turn it into a weapon. That's a little harder for the audience to see. But his pressure and his output is very intimidating, and fellow fighters see it. Justin Gaethje does not match Khabib in pace or cardio. However, Gaethje's never backed down. When he gets tired, he does not quit like many people do. He will hang in there and he will fight all night.
2: Chale to the untrained eye, some people would look at Justin Gaethje and say, well, he's kind of like Conor McGregor. And, you know, Conor didn't do so good against Khabib. In fact, when we thought this, that, that fight was going to go to the ground, Khabib ended up hitting him a couple of times with some really good strikes and knocking Conor back. So how does Justin Gaethje prevent himself from becoming Conor McGregor?
1: Well, and don't forget, Justin Gaethje is a Division One All-American wrestler. I have to remind you of that because if you watch Justin Gaethje, you've never seen him go out there and wrestle. But one of the reasons that Khabib's strikes were effective against Conor is because he had threatened Conor with a takedown earlier in the contest. If you threaten the takedown, it greatly takes away a guy's defenses Four strikes. So because Khabib had Conor's respect, if he changed elevation, Conor dropped his hands, boom. Khabib comes back up top throws one down the middle. Gaethje needs to do the same thing. Whether he takes Khabib down or not, he needs to offer the threat. K- Gaethje has those skills. He has those tools. Whether he chooses to use them or not, he needs to make Khabib aware that he has them. He needs to offer the threat of the takedown.
0: Final question that I've got for you, Chael. There's about a year layoff for Khabib coming into this one. Last time that we saw him fight was September of last year in an actual organized UFC event. How much do you expect that layoff to play into this?
1: I think it matters. Look, as human beings, we don't get better at something by not doing it. Now, Khabib is still kind of youthful, and he's still on that curve where you can take longer breaks and, you know, say somebody closer to 40 will do. But I agree with you. I think that it's very real. I think that ring rust is very real. Khabib has a very good pace. He's also dealing with a lot of emotions, as we alluded to earlier with his father. I don't expect the best version of Khabib. The good news of your team, Khabib, there's a gap between his skills and everybody else's. He can come down a little and still be the best in the world, but he's going to need everything to get past KG.
2: Now, channel to jump over to another fight that could have some relevance to this one is the McGregor-Poirier. Now, I don't know if it's official yet. The last I checked, it hadn't been uh, official or signed anyways. But do you think the winner of Connor and Poirier automatically gets the belt holder from this one?
1: According to Khabib, he will fight anybody that gets past Poirier. Now, if you start to insert fun conversations like the reemergence of the greatest of all time in George St. Pierre, St. Pierre can leap the line over anybody. I also think that Michael Chandler is very relevant. They're talking about Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, who's always a good choice. But I do think either the Poirier or Connor or Chandler versus Ferguson is most likely. That's, of course, in the absence of George St. Pierre.
2: Now, at this point in his career for Khabib, if he's looking past Justin Gaethje, let's say he wins, he defends a title, and Connor beats Poirier, is it automatic that Khabib would want Connor? I mean, I'm taking GSP out of the equation. Like, do dollars and cents matter to Khabib, or is it more about the actual fight and the principle of it?
1: Things uh, tend to be more personal with Khabib. He's got plenty of money, and even though we're prize fighters, his day of fighting for that prize is behind him. He wants relevant fights, meaningful fights. He wants the contenders to have to earn their opportunity. I will just share with you this. When push comes to shove, You've got to insult Khabib the right way, and Conor McGregor will insult him the
2: right way. <laughs> Coming from you? I know that that's true. That I, Absolutely. Uh, chill last one I've got for you here. I'm put you on the spot a little bit here because I'm going to try and go put a little money down on this fight, and I want to make sure I'm doing it the right way. Your prediction for Khabib and Gaethje. I have
1: Khabib. I do believe uh, to add to that thought that it's going to be a long night. I think he's going to have to burn some calories. I think he's going to struggle to get on top of him, But ultimately, I do think pace the, that he's turned into a weapon seems to trump all. I think it's even enough to get by Gagey.
0: Final question for you. Chael, we'll let you promote something for yourself. Your next big submission, underground, car, uh, underground card, rather. it's going to be streaming on UFC Fight Pass. What can fans expect?
1: Yes, so that's going to be December 20th at UFC Fight Pass. We've got Donald Cerrone taking on former champion RDA. we got Verdum coming out to take on Rumble Johnson. And we've got Sean O'Malley to be determined. I haven't picked his opponent yet. We're down to Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz. And I will let you know shortly.
0: Awesome. We're looking forward to that. Well, Chael, thanks so much for the time today, man. People can hear you on your podcast. You're welcome with Chael Sonnen, available two times per week. Always appreciate the time joining us here on 101 ESPN. Enjoy the fights tomorrow, man.
1: Fellas, I've had it with you both. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's Jail Sonnen joining us here on 101 ESPN.